in your head, if we weren't as strong as we were, there's no way you would have stuck with me for the last three years. 100%, yeah. I think, I've, I think I've actually said to you before, I did not sign up for this. Ooh. When you've been an absolute nightmare, I said I did not sign up for this. I think Martin just got his soundbite for the opening clip of the show. <laughs> just just, just say so yeah. like, I'm pretty sure that'll be it. And as ever, he couldn't have been more right. Hey there, everybody. Martin here, and welcome to episode nine of the Startup Diary, where in this episode, we'll be hearing from Adam's wife and our head of compliance, Sarah. Now, we got a very unique perspective from Alison last time as Adam's mother, so it was Sarah's turn to share her side of the story. The first thing that we're going to hear are her thoughts about how she felt when Adam quit his job to start the company while she was pregnant and some of the reasons why that was hard for her. When we got together, I had a stable job, relatively. Okay? Okay. So the first thing I want to talk about is what it was like when I told you that I'm quitting my job to start up my own thing? Um, Probably quite scary. Okay. Because we were either, I was either pregnant or we were discussing having a child. Yeah, you were, I worked it out, you were two and a bit months pregnant. Okay. So, yeah, scary. But I knew that it's what you wanted to do. So, and I knew you wasn't happy. So for me, it was, he'll make it work. If it doesn't work, then he'll just get another job. Okay, so that was kind of the safety net that you saw was kind of like, even if this thing doesn't work, yeah. by the time our little boy arrives, then you We've know. We've got seven months for you to fail okay. or okay. succeed. Yeah, no, it's a good way of putting it. Um, you said something interesting then that I wasn't happy. Right? Was it noticeable or was it just because we spoke about things? Um, one, that we spoke about things, and two... Hope, hopefully the old employer isn't listening but you kind of got to the point where you didn't give a shit okay that's a fair point yeah okay and well, you said what? you said that it's all, what you always wanted to do as well so i just generally as in have your own business and not work for someone else and to i don't know like do it yourself okay succeed on your own what was the first six or 12 months like so just to jog your memory so, so obviously we've we've kind of done a little bit of kind of looking back in terms of time frames of when all this happened. That's the time where I was uh, e-commerce, Windows, van. Yeah. Everyone listening knows the story about that. So what was that time like? Um, obviously I was working full time and being pregnant. So I kind of was tired and in bed at eight o'clock and you would be up till early hours. In that way, it didn't really affect me. Okay. But your mood swings. Um... <laughs> you look hesitant when you said mood swings. Sorry, should, allowed, I, should I say that? <laughs> you're, allowed, you're allowed to say that I was moody. Yeah. Your mood swings. I mean, I was pregnant, so I should have been the one having the mood swings, but it was definitely the other way around. Okay. So your mood swings and your ups and downs, I had to sort of try and keep you up and keep myself like smiling at the same time, I guess. Okay, so... Was any of the smiling that happened then, was it all real? Or was was some of it put on just to try and keep my mood up? Yeah, probably some of it was put on, yeah. Okay. And at that time, I didn't really like my job either. Okay, but you had an exit. Like You knew that when you were going on maternity leave. And obviously knowing the story now is you never went back after maternity leave. No. Was that exciting for you in the thought that, hey, he's doing this, his, this business thing on his own. If this works, I might not have to go back to my normal job. How much did that factor into this? Uh, yeah, probably 70%. Okay. Uh, but from my point of view, I was 
before we had Riley, I was quite career driven and I always wanted to move up in every job that I was in to the best position that I possibly could. And since I had Riley, that my motivation is Riley. And that obviously has changed a lot in me. So once baby had arrived, the next thing to look at is how looking after a child affected their relationship as the business was growing and how hands-on Adam was as he had to take care of both his business and his son. When Riley was first born, Adam, probably for the first two weeks, was was quite hands-on. Okay, um, positive. But then after that, not very hands-on at all. Okay. And I've always said to Adam, you don't want to, you don't want to miss out. This is what you want to do. You want to run your own business, but you don't want to miss out on the times that, like the milestones that Riley's going through. Yep. Like when he's crawling, when he says his first word, when he, when he walks, starts walking and stuff like that. Yes, you can put all the hours in, but you're never going to get that time back with Riley. Okay. So... And I know that that's one thing that you found difficult is getting that balance of being a husband, being an entrepreneur and being a daddy. So now with another child on the way, let's see if things have improved and what Sarah's biggest fears are for once he or she arrives. It's a completely different scenario this time around. So what's different so, in your head? I mean, you were working, you were working from home. Yeah. So from that respect, unless you were out traveling, meetings, appointments and stuff like that, you were at home. So in that respect, it was easier in a way, but then you'd get annoyed if I distracted you or we came into the office. Yep. You would get annoyed. You need to get this done. You need to get this done. But then we could take maybe two hours out during the day and go and do something together. And you would make that up during the evening when I was busy putting Riley to bed or something like that. So that kind of balanced it out and okay. made it a little bit better. Whereas now you're obviously leaving at the crack of dawn and sometimes you don't get back until Riley's gone to bed, which is obviously really tricky because of the distance of traveling and stuff like that and yep. the time. Now it's all about the weekends. Whereas before we could have mixed that up during the week and the weekend and it didn't really matter. As yeah. long as you got your work done, it didn't matter when, what day of the week. Yeah, exactly. Before like it... As I always said, we don't have weekends. Like I probably said that to you a hundred times in the first year. Yeah. I don't have a weekend. And it wasn't the fact that I, I just worked seven days a week. It's the fact that we had a bit more flexibility in terms of what I could take two hours out on a Wednesday afternoon when shops are quiet and we can go and do something. So you mentioned that was really interesting in terms of like now, crack of dawn, getting back late. Is that putting any stress, strain, worries on you? It's just, it's. I guess it's more difficult now the fact that I'm pregnant. So and I'm running around after a toddler. Yep. I'm more tired when it comes to the fact that you're back. So for me, this is really random. Like for me, like putting Riley to bed and then cooking dinner and then washing up is like, oh, it's a mission. Okay. Now am I being more helpful or is there no difference? Is there a mindset you, change? You, you told me that I can't be Marty during the first three months <laughs> and that you've got no sympathy for me, even though that was the worst time when I felt like absolute death. Um, this is not looking good for me right now and then you said after that I'll have a little bit more sympathy for you so that's what Adam said okay so have I I had more sympathy no okay Okay, I need to work on this (laughs) so just being completely honest now like what's the biggest when when number two arrives what's the biggest fear not being able to cope okay 
In what way? Not having you there closer to home okay. if need, if I need you. And also going into labor and you get stuck in traffic coming back from Birmingham <laughs> is a is a scare okay. and is a worry. Luckily, I've got Harry now who drives like an absolute madman who will get me back or to any hostel that needs be. Okay. Um, that's kind of why he's got hired. He's okay. the emergency driver. To put everything we've heard so far into perspective, Sarah and Adam round up what it's like to juggle work and home life. And Sarah gives the wives and girlfriends of entrepreneurs out there some food for thought and an answer to a very big question, which is, is it worth it? We kind of covered what it was like for the first nine months. And then we took on a bit of seed funding as a company. The company structure changed and we had more responsibilities in terms of reporting back what we were doing. And that had a big impact in terms of what I did day to day and what I thought about the business. Over the last three years, what's it been like just overall? Overall, it's been very like up and up and down, up and down. Okay. Um, never really know what, whether you're going to be on a high, whether you're going to be on a low. And obviously that changes so frequently and so much and then we'll have like I mean like month to month day to day hour day to, to, hour. Day, okay. day, to day hour to hour if you okay. get an email and it's like <laughs> like that like that for, ex- for example like if he's at home and he's got an email he's so easily distracted away oh, but, from oh, okay I as we both know I'm I am personally this is a this is a side note to audience I am really working on the fact that when I get into the house now regardless of whether it's 5 30 or 7 30 or 8 whatever it is like the phone goes in and it goes onto the shelf face down and I'm I'm trying to switch off but it is super yeah. difficult I know it's super difficult also any any wife any girlfriend of an entrepreneur or a, anyone going through a startup knows that their husband partner is an absolute nightmare okay an absolute nightmare like you've got to be so patient and so understanding and I think that if if you're not fully in the relationship then probably not gonna last in a relationship those words did come out of my mouth can you remember me saying them yeah I do. yeah okay um it's it is very very difficult and okay stop there really difficult is it worth it so far if nothing changes in the business and it carries on like this for the next three years is it worth it it's worth it because i love you i don't know really how to answer that but okay. that, that that's the answer for me to not ha- for me to be able to obviously work for the company and look after Riley and not have to go put him into childcare and and I don't have to go to a full-time job. Yes, that's worth it for me. But there's bits where I think, no, it's this isn't worth it. Okay. Like at, at times I've thought that. Not that I think it right now, but I have thought about it in the past. So it sounds like you kind of go on the same sort of emotional roller coaster about being being involved in a startup, being the wife of the founder. You seem to go on this roller coaster at the same time. Yeah, as, as, as well as I think you have, whereas I've thought sometimes – I it, I can't work for you. You're just an absolute nightmare. I don't want to be involved in it. Yep. And I would rather just let, like, put Riley in childcare and me go and get a full-time job okay. or a part-time job. As we head towards the end of the discussion, it's time to hear Sarah's hopes over the next few years for the business and how she thinks things might change. Just so I'm really clear, for me more than anything, Overall, are you happy with the situation now, or are you hoping it changes? I am happy with the situation. Okay, and what are you more, what are you most looking forward to in the next two, three years about the business, as well as how that relates to our personal life? Um, about you getting to where you want to get to. 
Okay. And you hitting your goals. But how does that help you? How does that help the family? And you're like, what's the outcome for, for us as a family? Because we both know the reason I do what I do is for the family. And sometimes getting that balance. Sometimes it's difficult for me to show you that, the, that I need to go 99% on the work for the next day, month, year, depending on what's happening. So we get the result that we want in three, five, 10 years time. And I have to think a bit longer term about things. And I know we don't get the immediacy sometimes that we want. So what's... What do you want out of this? What's the outcome? I think for me, it's the lifestyle. Okay. The lifestyle of us having what we want financially. Okay. Um, and not struggling money-wise. Yep. And also you having the flexibility to take a day off here and there okay. as you please if we want to do something together as a family or go on holiday or anything like that. That's kind of what I want to, like. Wealth, wealth is great, but like it's more about financial freedom. Like we don't have to worry about money, like you said. Yeah. And then the second thing is, like I will, you know me, I will always work. Like I love, I love startups. I love business. I just love the hustle. I love doing this. But the ability to say, actually, we've, we've built this thing that doesn't need me day to day. That would be a cool place to get to, and I'm hoping yeah. to get there. But it won't be anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> As an editor, I know it's super important for me to stay objective, but I really hope that you, our listeners, really take in what you've heard in this episode. Family is so important to all of us, so we wanted to show a side of starting your own company that you may not have seen or even thought of before. So, thank you very much for listening, and I hope you'll join us next time on The Startup Diary.